everybody, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk SIM. I'm Susio, your host and a URL accounting and finance student. And I'm Christian, your co-host and an econ and finance student also from URL. Yeah, so we will be continuing from the previous episode of Going Viral on LinkedIn. Actually, Lionel, I'm quite curious about what type of content should we put on LinkedIn? Ah, that's a good question. What type of content? Now, that is always a dichotomy and people are a bit confused about content, content, content. But to me, interestingly, there'll be two types of C content you can put on LinkedIn. They're actually very, very similar, but there is a stark difference. Okay, maybe I ask, do you guys visit museums? Yeah, okay. sure. So, yeah. have you heard of a museum curator? Yes. Mm, yes. Okay, good. So, the first type of content you can actually create will be what I call curated posts. So, just like what a museum curator does, he or she probably arranges the artifacts, the displays, put the necklaces, the earrings, the shoes, the handbags, next to the main exhibit, which could be the dress. So in the same way, when we curate content, we're actually sharing other people's posts, other people's works. But it's more than just being a post man or post lady. We should value add our own thoughts as well. So if you actually use LinkedIn on the wall, you realize you're able to forward or share someone's content. Okay. So if you're really, really new and you're like, hey, I don't want to spend so much time on this content creation thing. I'm not sure whether you will read me any you know, positive returns. Let's do curated posts. So share on a specific topic. Share only the best stuff because most of us have very limited bandwidth and space. And of course, do it consistently because if you're out of mind, you're out of sight. So be focused on your topic. Maybe, Christian, you may be focused on leadership and since you could be focused on maybe like HR. So you should always be talking about the same issues. You cannot be talking about food one day, exercise another day, sleeping another day, because there is no main core idea that strings your topics together. So that's the first C, curated posts. Okay, so once you do curated, after a while, you may have your followers, you may have gotten the style, you may say, hey, I want to do something different. That's when you can try creation, okay? Creation posts will be the other C. And as the word suggests, when you create something, you come up with your original content. I create something out of nothing. So in this is a little bit tricky because different people have different agendas on LinkedIn, but I tend to think of my connections as real people. Like, hey, what keeps you up at night? What is the challenge or problem you want me to help you solve? Then I also look at what is available in the market because I don't want to reinvent the wheel and offer unique perspectives to challenges so that when people consume your content, they find it refreshing. So if you ask me, there is no direct percentage. How many percent should I be curated? How many percent should it be created? There is no right percentage, but for starters, it could even be like 70% curated, 30% created, and thereafter you can adjust the 50-50. Or for example, if you're gang-ho like me, I started off with 100% created. So there's really no fixed percentage. It's really up to you to mix and match and find your gear, your mojo in the LinkedIn community. Interesting. Very interesting. I actually do have one personal question about this, right? Hmm. Since content is very important on LinkedIn and like uh, trying to curate your own content and if not create your own content, yes. it's, it's very, very essential. So how do you ensure 
that the content that you're putting out is something that can actually provide value to those looking at your posts. So are there any signs or things that we should look out for to ensure that our content provides value? Okay, so basically, once you have posted a video, a piece, an article, a blog, or anything on your wall, there will be a few parameters you can look at. Number one would be the likes, like how many people like your post, etc. Number two would be the views. But the views are very unique to you, and only when you log into your dashboard are you able to look at your views. If you ask me, hey, Lionel, likes or views? Many people will go for likes because it's an ego booster. Wow, I have 100 over likes, people liking my post. But personally, I prefer views. A view is when someone scrolls and stops at your post for about one, two minutes and consumes your information. That's considered as one view. So the higher your view, of course, you've got to you divide it by the number of followers you have. It gives you the percentage of ROI or return on your investment on that particular post. So anything that is above 80%, in my opinion, is a great post. Because as we know, 75% is an A at university level. So 80% is a high A. So to me, anything that's 80% and above, when I do the division, simple division, I take the number of viewers divided by the connections I have, will tell me whether it's an underperforming or overperforming post. So I hope that answers your question, Christian. I mean, numbers don't lie, right? Yes, numbers, numbers don't lie, correct. Of course, increasing the number of likes and people like your post, it also gives you the confidence to create more. That's true. Agree, agree. Is the profile picture that we choose on LinkedIn important? Ah, your profile picture is super important because a picture speaks a thousand words. So what kind of profile pictures do you guys actually have? I don't think I update my profile picture. Okay, you haven't updated yours. Don't worry, you can update yours later. How about you, Christian? Mine is my graduation photo. <laughs> Sounds funny, but yeah, it, it is. I haven't looked at my LinkedIn profile in a while. I haven't updated it in a while. So I think uh, after okay. this, I should. Okay. So if you're asking me, a good profile photo or one that really stands out should possess the five qualities. Number one, it has to be recent. Recent would mean perhaps one taken in the past six months as compared to one taken in the past six years. Because our facial features may change, our body shapes may change. So therefore, we need to present a more recent photos of ourselves. Lest the interviewers get a shock when they actually see the real you versus the virtual you. So of course, recent photo. Number two, I'm sure many of us will know this, but not many people practice this because some of us will just upload any photo which we see. But as LinkedIn is a professional platform for you to network, so therefore, know your best angle. Your LinkedIn profile photo does not always have to be frontal, okay? It could even showcase your left profile or my right profile. So if you know that, hey, I look more photogenic this particular direction, use that particular angle. Just make sure that your eyes are looking straight at the camera and not looking down. That's important. The third, of course, is to wear a smile on your face because honestly, nobody wants to hide an angry bird. So if you are having a like nonchalant or very angry expression, then find a photo that shows you smiling. At least there is some energy, there's some vitality in your face. Next would be lighting. Yes, lighting is super, super important. Remember, the light has to come from the front because if the light comes from the back, then my facial features may be a little bit darker and it's difficult to distinguish them. And lighting is best during the day. So of course, take a photo during the day as compared to during the night. 
And the last, last big tip I can offer all our listeners out there would be the dressing. Okay. On LinkedIn, it's professional. So of course, sell yourself professionally. Minimum standard, call it t-shirt. Minimum standard. And no sleeveless for ladies. Must it be like the entire body or like half? Oh, okay. Entire bodies would be more for Instagram. Okay. And if I chop it off just below my neck, that would be like passport size photo. <laughs> which are both no-nos. So show a little bit of your torso, guys. A bit of your torso is good. Okay, I think it's time for me to work on that. Yes, no worries. Actually, if, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask one more question. Sure. One thing that you said earlier in, in the podcast, it's not about what you know, but it's about who knows you. Mm. So diving more into that, right? I, I read a lot of um testimonies that they use LinkedIn to network and to get the job of their dreams. Mm. So with this being said, how do you network effectively on LinkedIn? And how do you make sure that how you network is really uh, taking you to the job of your dreams? Mm, okay, that's a very valid question. Well, one way to start to network with people would be to comment on other people's posts. Assuming, you know, Christine, I saw something interesting on your post or CC, I saw something interesting on your post. I could say, hey, great sharing. Thank you for sharing. And of course, as the originator as the writer when someone comments on your post it will be courtesy of you if they reply say thank you for supporting see you at the next one etc etc so that creates goodwill and if i'm the writer or creator i see that this guy or this lady always comments on my post it will create an impetus for me to go and check you out just in case we're not connected yet and perhaps also when consume some of your content so that's a great start by commenting on other people's posts Number two would be to connect with no agenda. I think that's super, super important. Okay, I'm not sure if you guys have encountered this, but I have personally. Someone wants to connect with me, I connect with him. And the next thing I know in my inbox, the guy becomes very, very salesy. Hey, I have this up course upcoming, so to help you increase your followers. You know, I have this super product which will give you good health, longevity, blah, blah, blah. So people tend to be very pushy because they have a, an agenda to connect with other people on LinkedIn or basically to boost their numbers. So remember, this is not a number game, and it will be better to start with a small following because you actually know who your followers are. You can connect with them more intimately, comment on them, rather than having a big number and you're like, hey, I don't even know who is this person connected with me. It's not just about the numbers. So if you realize on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is very smart to know this fact. That's why if you have more than 500 connections, they just put 500 plus up there. So it's, whether it's 5,000, 500, or 50,000, it certainly doesn't matter. It just puts more than 500 plus, okay? So normal people like us, if we don't log into your dashboard because we don't have the authority to log into your dashboard, we're able, unable to see how many followers you actually have. So the two biggest tips I have is, number one, comment on other people's posts. Number two, connect with no agenda. And of course, the third one I could leave you with is, to basically do a shout out. I mean, among millennials, it's very common to do shout outs. You can just say that, hey, I'm graduating soon and I'm looking for a job in perhaps digital marketing. Here's my resume. I've seen some people do that and people do help you forward your resume. If you know of any job openings, kindly recommend them to me. If you know of any recruiters, kindly recommend them to you. And then, for example, you know, if I see someone, I could tag Christian. Hey, Christian, there's this lady, CC, you should check her out. She needs a job. I think she'll be good for your organization. And then, you know, CC will say, okay, good. Okay, let's uh, touch base, etc. So it gets the conversation going. 
So these are the three tips I have. Number one is, of course, comment on other people's posts. Number two is connect with no agenda. And number three is you can do a shout out, not all the time, occasionally, and ask for help within the community. People will be willing and more than willing to help you. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. I'm, I'm learning a lot, I'm sure. And Cecil, I'm sure that this Me can too, make your definitely. job hunt a little bit easier and a little bit more effective. Yeah, really. I, I learned a lot today, especially about LinkedIn. Because like previously for me, LinkedIn wasn't like my focus and I doesn't really update my LinkedIn. But after today, I feel that it's a area that I should invest my time in. Yeah. And when you invest your time on LinkedIn, basically you realize that, hey, your rankings on Google actually rises as well. You guys can do this very interesting experiment, which I encourage everybody to do, and that is to Google your own name. So if you have been active on LinkedIn, or perhaps you update your profile regularly, your LinkedIn social media could be on page one of Google. Wow, interesting. Wow. You know, for free. You know, why, why don't you want to consume free stuff? It's like people give you a free ice cream. Hey, I like ice cream. I like free stuff, right? So if you do it regularly, like update it regularly, or if you're active in, in the community, Trust me, if you Google your name, it comes up first on page one of Google. I'm not saying the first ranking, but it's on the first page of Google. So it could be any of the 10 spots on page one. If not page one, page two. It's good enough because it's free. You're not paying a single cent. Oh, this is really an interesting fact. Thank you so much, Lino. I hope that the other graduating students out there who are also listening to this episode would also be beneficial and helpful to them. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me again as your guest on the podcast. Once again, thank you so much, Lionel. That is a wrap, and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye.